Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I am your host, Brett Ridgway, and I'm excited today to have my guest, Taylor Drew. Taylor is the founder of Systems Guru LLC, an international systems consulting business based in Atlanta, Georgia. Taylor is a high-ticket client experience coach and systems specialist with over 12 years of experience in process improvement. She's worked in the C-suite of a top national nonprofit helping them tighten their international operations and with one of the top five technology companies in the world to improve their VP leadership experience programs. Her expertise has also been recognized by major companies such as T-Mobile, where she served as a subject matter expert for client experience. As an international speaker and mentor, Taylor has taught and motivated thousands of women entrepreneurs. Taylor empowers coaches, service providers, and speakers to design, automate, and market a first-class client experience so they can confidently sell their offers at a premium price point. And I will say that if you are a platform selling speaker, that is very important to you. But Taylor, welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me, Brett. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Now, refresh my memory, Taylor, as to who introduces us to each other. Lisa Reed. Lisa is awesome. And it's just another example of the importance of networking and getting to know people in the industry because you just never know where it will lead to. So thank you, Lisa, for introducing Taylor to me. And Taylor, my first question for you is, let's dive a little bit into your background and and how you even got started speaking in the first place. So I often say there are three types of speakers in my mind. You have your keynote speakers, you have your platform sellers, and you have your business builder speakers, which might be the local chiropractor who just speaks to the local Rotary to make people aware of what he does or whatever. So which of those realms do you play in? And which, if it's more than one, which do you like the best? Um, I would say I am a business speaker. So typically I speak to other entrepreneurs on how to elevate and grow their businesses. So if that's what you you uh, determine is a business speaker, that's where I would uh, categorize my speaking. All right. So do you sell from the platform then, or do you just speak to local groups and then hopefully they resonate with your message and want to book you for services? I speak to organizations and just see where it leads. Maybe they book my services, but people hire me to empower and motivate and provide best practices. So are you keynoting then? No, I don't have a keynote. You don't have a keynote. I okay. don't. 
exactly. I don't know where to, <laughs> to categorize myself. I never had to put myself in a box. Well, that's fine. So how many years do we have to go back to where you first started speaking as a business building tool? Three years ago. Oh, wow. You're still fairly new to this game. So, 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 so what what led you to that resolution that you had need to get involved in the world of speaking? Okay. So this is the thing, Brett. I, I was introduced into the industry about I would say seven years ago, I used to have little administrative assistant gigs that I would pick up on the side to supplement my income. And I was the assistant to a keynote speaker. So I was like, okay, I guess I can help them with their business, organize some things. So what she had me do is travel with her, take notes at boot camps, implement processes and systems and CRMs for her business. And she had asked me one day and she was like, Taylor, um, you don't want to speak, do you? Because I don't necessarily want to work with someone who wants to go into the speaking industry. I'm like, no, you have nothing to worry about. I like the back end. I like the behind the scenes. She's like, okay, great. So down the, down the line, you know, we stopped working together and I started my business and in business, I realized that I just like talking, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't see that at all, Taylor. I love social media and just speaking. So I just started integrating it with my business. So of course, I talk about systems. I help businesses with their systems, but people would start asking me to um, become, you know, in, uh, be featured on their podcast or on their summit. Hey, can you jump into my group coaching program and just speak to my members about how to leverage systems in their business? So that's where I, I actually started doing the speaking. Okay, so have your speaking been in-person events or virtual events, or have you been working both worlds? Both. So when I first started my business, it was during COVID. So I, of course, I wasn't, wasn't able to mm -hmm. be in person, but I did a few different virtual summits. One was even hosted in Africa. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then over time, so let's see, about a year and a half ago, I took my first in-person speaking gig, and that was more of like a motivational speaking. So again, when I said I kind of like, dip and dabble in different worlds. It's not just business, but also motivational speaking. And I have one coming up when we are talking about systems. So I do a, a little bit of everything, Brett. So how did the people find you that are bringing you in for the motivational speech? They find me on Instagram. Really? Yes. And they slide into my direct messages and they ask me if I can hop on a call with them or if they send them the link to, to fill out an inquiry. I send them the link and then I'm on stage. So let's talk about social media a little bit, Taylor, because obviously it's one of the things that speakers you know, know they need to do, but they're really not necessarily sure how to approach or whatever. So which platforms do you play on? How active are you and how would you advise speakers or aspiring speakers to tackle the whole subject of social media? Oh, for sure. So social media can be scary sometimes. Right now, I'm on Instagram. So I built my platform, I built my business off of Instagram. However, I'm also on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, but in I, I would say if anything, pick one platform that you are familiar with and you feel comfortable with. I felt comfortable with Instagram, so I went with Instagram. Um, and one thing that I would say is just find your favorite thing to do. So a lot of these different social media, whether you're on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram, they all have about five, six different features on there. You can, you know, 
make a feed post. You can go live. You can uh, be on stories. You can direct message. I would say find one lane and then own that lane. Um, I, what I did is I leveraged stories. So on my stories on Instagram, you can see me speaking about different subjects, giving many workshops, and typically I have a link for them to click to enter a funnel. So my next best practice tip is to actually know what needs to happen and when, if someone were to reach out to you. If someone were like, hey, Brett, can you, um, can you hop on our summit lineup for uh, this August, we'll pay you 10 grand. What are you going to say? Are you going to send them a link? Are you going to say, sure, can we- I'm, I'm going to say, sign me up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, send me the link. So all I encourage you to do is once you get into social media, make sure you have a way to funnel them into your actual pipeline. So what needs to happen and when, when someone wants to inquire with you? What needs to happen and when after you're done talking with them and you want to send them over a contract? So in addition to social media and figuring out what your lane is, just make sure you have a proven process to send them into your pipeline. Let's talk about your follow-up process for the social media leads that you generate. Can you describe specifically what you do that takes them from that initial inquiry via Instagram to closing the deal? Absolutely. So there's a few different ways I interject my funnel into my social media. I use my highlights. So if you're in, if you're familiar with Instagram, you'll know that you can save highlights onto your profile page. But typically people click a link in bio. That's what we call the go-to link on all social media pages. In that link in bio, I have a button that says, request me to speak. They click on there, they fill out a short form that it lets me know who they are, what type of company they have, what are they, what topic they're interested in speaking or me speaking on, uh, what the budget is, just different pre-qualifying questions. And then I send them a link to schedule a consultation call. So in that 30 minutes, we talk about, you know, what's expected, the details that they put on the form. And at that place, I can ask them, okay, are you ready for a contract? Should I send over the invoice? And then I have a template that sends all of that over. So you play in the motivational speaking world, you play in the systems building world, so to speak. So given the, the disparity of those two topics, how do you determine if a speaking gig is the proper fit for you? Mm, that's a great question. Honestly, I, it just depends on what they put in the form. <laughs> I, if it's something that I feel aligned with, I like to know what company or what organization is requesting my speaking services so I can do my research on who they have had before. Is this their first event? Is this something that they do annually? I like to depict those different things. How many people uh, plan to listen? Who are the listeners? These are things that I like to um, know so I can either feel comfortable with speaking in, on that platform or you know, give it a, a, a polite decline. So those are a few things that I think about when accepting them. It's not just like a check the box, but it's something that I like to determine through that form and through that initial conversation. So regardless of the topic that you're speaking on, Taylor, how do you measure the success of a speech? How do I measure that? Well, I would say I would measure the success of the 
of the speech on how much the audience resonates with it. So there's different ways that I measure that. So when I'm on stage, if if I hear a lot of people laughing, if I hear a lot of laughs, a lot of claps, a lot of snaps, uh, I do a lot of call and response. If I hear responses that way, even um, afterwards, if people come up to me and ask me about, you know, different things I have going on to me, that is a successful event. In addition to that, um, for example, my last speaking gig in person, I was the first person to speak, mm -hmm. but speaker number four and number six and number seven, they were always referring to a little piece of my speech. And to me, that was like, oh, that must have been good if everyone else is referring to that. So mm -hmm. I would say that also measures success of a speech. So you're still fairly new to the speaking game in the, in the scheme of things. So what advice would you give to aspiring speakers as the biggest keys to creating a successful speaking component of your business? Mm, I know this is going to be very cliche, but be confident. Be confident, regardless if it's on social media, regardless if it's on a consultation call, on a podcast, you have to accept that people want to listen to what you have to say. And I think that's just step one. It's that mindset because a lot of us, well, I don't know. I come from a background where it's don't speak up, don't express yourself. If someone wants to know what, what you have to say, they'll ask you, but you kind of have to shift from at, uh, waiting for permission to not not speaking like I would be doing a disservice if I weren't speaking on what whatever the topic is mm -hmm. because people want to hear from you I think that's the major mindset shift that I had to go through as a new speaker and I think that would help aspiring speakers as well all right so aside from having confidence what are uh, some other keys do you feel to success know what needs to happen and when so of course, as a systems girl, I like to talk about routines and processes, but mm -hmm. I feel like that also adds into your confidence level. If you have a clear process of what it takes for people to get you on the stage, if you have a, a, a clear scheduling link to send over to people, you feel more confident in your skill because you know that the back end reflects what you have to offer on the front end. And I feel like that is also something that, I know I see a lot of seasoned speakers as well. I talk to them all the time. They're like, you know, I I love what I do. I feel like I'm the best. I know I'm the best. But when it comes to my back end, I feel insecure. I feel like sometimes it may contradict the authority, the trusted authority that I want to, you know, uh, place on my audience. So I will also say that that is a huge thing. Just know what needs to happen and when. When we talk about systems, a lot of people get um, scared, right? But a system is a routine, what is a routine that you go through every time someone inquires with you? Okay. So when you're getting up in front of a group, what are you doing to build rapport with that group so that what you're going to talk about does resonate with them? Oh, I make sure that I just speak to everyone. So when it comes, well, that's an in-person gig. I guess there's two different things. Sure. In person, I make sure that I attend the networking sessions that they mm -hmm. have a you know a former like a, a pre-launch or a what a yeah like a pre-launch to the summit uh, I make sure I attend that I make sure I just talk to everyone in the room because we're all there for the same purpose not even just the connection between you and the audience but you and the other speakers because those networking opportunities are going to be your biggest opportunities well, that, I, I'm sorry go ahead 
Right, right. But I would say that when I talk to successful seasoned speakers, they say that the networking, like even Lisa, she talks about using networking to increase your conversions, to increase the number of speaking gigs that you get every year. So that's how I would resonate or and, and connect with the audience. Yeah, that's so important. And, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves, honestly, Taylor, is what I call the hit and run speaker. And, you know, they're not fully engaging in the event. They're in there, do their 60 minute talk and then they're gone. So they're they're not interacting with the audience before or after. They're not networking or meeting any of the other speakers. And it's really, in my opinion, a disservice to the event promoter if you're not fully engaged in that event. So I have a couple other questions I want to ask you, Taylor. But before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgeway. I'm here with Taylor Drew this afternoon. And Taylor, one of my favorite questions to ask my guest always is, all right, bury your soul a little bit here and tell me maybe a mistake that you made along the way that you know, maybe was embarrassing at the time, but there was a valuable lesson learned and something that you would certainly advise aspiring speakers not to do. Mm. This is really good. Um, Bear my soul, bear my soul. Well, I would say that a, a, a mistake that I've made in my speaking career, my very early speaking career, is that I passed up on great opportunities because they weren't paid. I really did. Mm -hmm. And I know I I feel like that was because I hear from diff I hear different advice from different speakers. You know, I have the speakers that say, hey, know your worth, go after your worth, charge this amount, you know, don't negotiate, you know, go for the high dollar amounts. And then I have other speaker mentors. It's like, no, take on the free speaking gig so you can get in front of the right people, connect with the right people. And I have unfortunately followed the advice of, you know, the expert A instead of expert B. And I really did miss out on a lot of great opportunities that I was able to see after, you know, the summit was over or after the presentation was over. Like, wow, I really wish I was able to be there because I would have met so-and-so that could have connected me with so-and-so. So that's something that I definitely, definitely missed out on. Um, but even as I'm growing my business, right, and growing my value as a speaker, that's something that I take on as a lesson. You know, that's a, that's a tough call sometimes, certainly, as to whether a stage is the right stage or not for you. Because like, like you said, there are people that will say, don't ever speak unless you're getting paid. But there are more than one way to get paid at an event, and you've got to assess, are there other things there that are maybe more valuable than that immediate paycheck that can help you build that business long term? And again, it could be a tough call. So there's no easy answer there, certainly. And you know, you got to do what is right for you at the time and, and just make your best judgment as to whether you should or should not accept that speaking engagement. So. I want to give a couple minutes to Taylor to tell have you tell people a little bit more about specifically what you do for speakers and how they can get involved in your world if they so choose. 
Absolutely. So earlier we were talking about finding what your routine is, implementing systems so that you feel confident to charge premium prices. That's exactly what I do for speakers, coaches, and consultants. So if you are at a place of you're a speaker and you are thinking like, hey, I want to grow my business. Hey, I want to take on more gigs. I want to connect with more clients but you don't have the systems necessarily in your business right now to scale and do that, I want you. I want to invite to work with you with Systems Guru. I match you with the perfect system strategist for you to help you implement that in your business. And how do people either get a hold of you or what website do they need to go to that we can put down in the show notes below to direct them to the proper place? Absolutely. So to work with me and my team, you can visit systemsgurulinks.com. So book me as a speaker, have me on your podcast, collab with me. You can visit tailordrew.com. All right. Awesome. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation, Taylor. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And for everybody out there listening, if you haven't yet been to the Spotlight on Speaking webpage, by all means, go there, register so you can be notified of upcoming episodes. And as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. And may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.